Are we connected? We're connected. Here comes some music, and we'll get started. Tax the rich, feed the poor, For another little two-hour get-together here at the Euro Folk Radio Network platform. Happy to be with this fine group of folks right here. Roger Sales, your host, and the title label of our little get-together is called the Radio Ranch. Welcome aboard, those of you who are on the Jitsi platform with us live, and uh, we can uh, have social intercourse with, and uh, those who are out there listening either live on the stream, and we can't have any social intercourse with you. Uh, or the folks that are listening later in the podcast, wherever, whenever that may be. Good morning, guys, girls, freedom seekers here on the Jitsi board. Everybody doing all right on this Wednesday, June the 8th of 2022. And, of course, that is an extremely, in Patriot Circle, significant day. Um, got a lot of new people uh, that are, you know, listening and involved with us and stuff. I'm just kind of curious. Is there anybody, if you're new, don't put, you know, I'd really like to get your response, honestly. Is there anybody that hasn't heard about the USS Liberty incident? I mean, it's been pretty well covered up for many, many years. Uh, it's only because of mainly Liberty Lobby and, and Willis Carto and, and, and some of the people that were spearheading alt media back before the Internet that this story really even got out. Is there anybody that doesn't know about the USS Liberty incident? Okay, everybody does, or else you're too scared to talk. Okay, well, that's good. I don't think I do. Okay, well, you need to, okay, because it was 55 years ago today. Who Who is that? Do you mind if I ask? Victoria. Oh, Victoria. Oh, boy, I got a double I got a double barrel for you today, girl, okay? Um, the uh, USS Liberty, do you ever remember, I don't know how old you are, and I'm not going to ask a woman her age. I know better than that. Um, there was an inch. Pardon, pardon me. I'm older than eleven. Everyone thinks I'm about eleven. I'm <laughs> okay. I sound all right. Well, that that'll work. Uh, there was a ship called the Pueblo, and a commander named Booker. Did either of those ring a bell? They probably don't, but I feel like I must ask. Do to me. Well, of course, but I'm talking to Victoria. Um, no, I'm sorry to say. I know there was some. St- something with this ship but i don't remember any of the details okay well i I, I brought up the uh, the, uh, you know my mind works in a dialectic way because that's the way i trained it years ago to figure this stuff out or to help me anyway and so i always approach things for generally from the back end and uh, the reason i ask you about that is because that ship was called the uss pueblo and it was uh, it was taken over by the North Koreans, and they took the whole crew into captivity. And the commander was named Booker Lloyd Booker, wasn't that his name? Jeff, remember? that's correct. Okay, Lloyd Booker. I think that was it. And this was man, it was decades ago. It's you know fifty years ago or more. I just remember. It's funny. I, I should remember that. But that Pueblo incident, man, it was on the news every night. Y'all remember that? 
I mean, it's on the news every night, you know, Captain Commander Booker and this, that, and the other. Well, the reason I mention that is the Pueblo was the sister ship of the USS Liberty. They were exactly identical information gathering ships. That's why the Koreans uh, captured it is because they were over there sitting in evidently, they said, Korean waters and uh, getting intelligence. Well, they went out and captured the ship. Well, you heard about it every night, but the USS Liberty, which was bombed by our Israeli emphasis on lie allies uh, over there just monitoring the Israeli 8, 1967 war and all of a sudden I'll uh, just give you the thumbnail of it here Victoria it had the biggest it was flying the biggest American flag in the in the arsenal in other words they got different sizes of flags this thing's huge and they started getting buzzed in the morning by aircraft unidentified if i remember right anyway they started seeing reconnaissance airport aircraft and all this that and the other and then they sent in jets the israelis sent jets in and 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 she went machine gun and threw the ship killed how many did they kill 34 americans I mean, there's hundred and something wounded. There's, I think, there's thirty four killed, thirty uh, something approximately, and um, and some of the uh, the stories that came out of the incident were just absolutely heroic. They even sent a um, PT boat and tried to torpedo the damn thing, and fortunately, the torpedo hit one of the ribs on the ship, and it didn't sink it. They tried everything under the sun and threw everything at them to try and sink this reconnaissance gathering ship that wasn't even armed hardly. I don't they even know that they the were lifeboats. armed. Do what, Jeff? They strafed the lifeboats too. They uh, they put when they put the lifeboats in the water, they sent jets over and they uh, uh, submachine gunned the, the lifeboats, which is absolutely one hundred percent against every it international. Law there was absolutely book. no arms. Yeah, okay, no arms on it. And well, the only reason it got saved is because one guy, and he survived the incident, he was a, a he went back in and connected up uh, an, a small antenna they had where they could get out an SOS, okay? And there were some, uh, there was a fleet, the Mediterranean fleet with this aircraft carrier was in, in the area. They picked up the SOS. They sent jets to protect the Liberty and Lyndon Johnson, somebody called him in the middle of the night and he called the jets back that were defending the sh- American ship under attack by these lying, slaving, thieving, murdering, bastard Israelis. That's what happened, Victoria, 55 years ago, okay? And it goes real deep here because you can start really uncovering layers. Who was the guy that was in charge of the Navy uh, Navy in Europe when the incident happened that covered it up? Anybody know? His last name was McCain. It was John McCain's father who was an admiral in the Navy. Him and his son are both rotten apples, Okay. Lyndon Johnson called back the planes that were sent to defend the American ship that was under attack by quote-unquote allies, all right? When they got back, they finally towed the ship. It did not sink, okay? And they towed the ship in, and they awarded uh, – and I know if somebody want to give me the commander's name of the Liberty, it escapes me at the minute. Does anybody remember that? I just don't. I don't either. Okay, I remember Booker. I don't remember the guy from the Liberty. What a shame, Roger. Shame on you. Pardon me? No, never mind. Okay. Anyway, they awarded him the Medal of Honor 
but it's the only time in the history of the United States that it has not been awarded in the Rose Garden of the White House. They awarded uh, McGonnell, was that his name? Uh, they they awarded him the uh, the highest medal, uh, but they did it in Newport News, Virginia, on a Navy base. Okay, so this is the kind of cover up. Obviously, why you can tell why that these sorry bastards that control the world and are doing all this stuff to us and enslaving us with their little tricks. Uh, that's how they covered this. The anniversary of it, Victoria, unfortunately was 55 years ago today june 8th if there is a day that should live in infamy as roosevelt said it ought to be this one right here okay not something they cooked up where they baited the the japanese into attacking pearl harbor so they could get in and fight hitler so uh, anyway victoria that is the background on today and its importance and a really 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 sorry ass example in american history quite frankly mm-hmm. Hey, Roger, I think McGonagall was... McGonagall, thank you. I was pretty close, though, right? McGonagall, thank you very much. That's correct. Commander McGonagall, and he did get the Congressional Medal of Honor, but they didn't award it in the traditional manner. So anyway, that's pretty sickening, but that is what happens today. There's some survivors. There's a number of survivors. There's been a number of books written. If you, I don't know how much of it's been scrubbed off YouTube. I'm probably sure all that, but there's uh, things you can find if you want to investigate it a little bit further i think that's a pretty accurate overview of what happened that Hello, day Roger. yes who we got this is james hey james you, you know about something you want to add something on this yeah Stu peters did a whole show on it yesterday oh did Stu did yeah okay good for him um anything that can expose these sorry live and lying thieving murder enslaving pieces of crap you know anything that can expose them is advantageous so, Joyce used you. to have some of the survivors on pretty regularly. Yeah, she Phil did. Turney is the one that I can remember. That's I can't right. Remember the other guy, Phil Turn- Turney, is it to Phil Turney? That was his name. And of course, all these guys, you know, that's fifty-five years ago. Obviously, they were in their, you know, many of them in early twenties or late teens, and so they're getting pretty long in the tooth too on the survivor side and. Uh, it's just something, you know, as I've said so many times, these dialectic, when you understand this concept, it's really advantageous because we can use the same thing. See, and we can come in and use their bullshit thing never again on their crappy whole hoax, the whole scam, okay? And we can apply it to things like this and say, hey, you lying, thieving, murdering, slaving pieces of slime, never again, okay? Never again. It's just what I said. I've come to the conclusion. We either got to kill them or we got to totally separate from them. You cannot live with this slime. We can't. Okay? So, anyway, now, Victoria, on to what we talked about yesterday, and I'm glad you're with us today. Okay? I went back this morning, got up a little earlier than I like to get, and I had some time. So, I went back in that conversation yesterday and what I my friend had sent me. Uh, a little thing on uh, it was stuck in my mind and i thought well i got some time i'll go look that up this morning and so i contacted him and went back to his little message and he had shot a little video talking about this and this is an old one of my oldest friends now jeff jeff you you know i've got two really really uh, old contiguous friends about 40 years plus and one of them's derby who has been on here years ago old friend and uh the other is steve 
And this came from my friend Steve, who I've known, I guess, since about 1980. Okay, yeah. so. We, we go way back, and he's a hell of a guy, and he's uh, really contributed to this effort. Um, I should give a little background on Steve just because it's topical. Um, Steve's from South Georgia, Albany area, and we met right after I got out of the record business, and I was looking for to try a job, quite frankly, and I ended up selling frozen foods for a while, and we met in that business there. And he had just graduated. Uh, he was, has a master's in archaeology, and he was <laughs> out there looking for something to do. And anyway, we've just become we've been great friends ever since, you know, and uh, still keep up with each other. Well, Steve got a little on a side path and got involved in uh, illegal substances and ended up uh, uh, getting into a little trouble with that stuff. And uh, so in all of that, he uh, ends up uh, going up to North Carolina, getting in the cable business, which he's still in laying fiber optics and stuff. But regardless, Steve. Uh, I, I, when he after he got that legal stuff behind him from his little unfortunate spell, I uh, I was when I was getting turned on to all this stuff, and so Steve wants to help, and so he um, some of you may even remember this, all right. So Steve goes over, doesn't even have a computer. He goes over to his cousins who's got an Apple, and uh, and types out this uh, eight and a half by eleven uh page with all these bullet points of what's going on the federal reserve and this that and the other and he titled it paul revere rides again have any of you ever heard of that paul revere rides again i mean not not the phrase but as it's associated with a flyer or something okay because anyway uh maybe not that's you know many years ago now um so steve starts He's moving up, and he lives up in Charlotte now. Uh, not now. He lives up in Winston, but he was in Charlotte at that point. And uh, his cable job he'd just gotten after getting out all, all this trouble. And so he would go before the Internet now, and he'd go get a bunch of those things copied, and then he'd go to the library every Saturday in Charlotte. And, you know, the library had, used to have phone books in them of all the cities and he'd go to all, uh, all these cities and pull the phone book down go to the yellow pages and look through gun shops and start sending them an envelope with 10 15 of these uh flyers in it saying make copies handed out to your customers so i'm listening to uh who's i listening to i'm listening to i think it's bill cooper one night <laughs> And somebody calls in, and he goes, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and I went by a gun shop today, and on the counter was this thing called Paul Revere Rides Again, and you were on there, and that's why I'm listening to you. I almost I almost flipped out, okay? And then I heard somebody say a month, number of months later, it was the ADL report. For God's sakes, <laughs> an ADL white paper on all the expos that were going on right before y2k you know and so they're talking about one that was in orlando and in the in the article going and somebody was outside handing out a flyer called paul revere rides again i'm going steve good man you know so anyway that's my pal steve and uh, and he's uh uh, he said, yeah, well, in fact, I can tell you, many of you are here because of Steve, uh, because Steve is the one that hooked me up with Sarah Westall. Okay. So, a uh, dear friend and uh, works behind the scenes heavily. And he's the one, Victoria, that sent me this thing on Shungite. Now, that came up yesterday, didn't it, Victoria Shungite? Yeah, it did. I, I have some, um, I have a, like three things of it. You do. You've got some already. 
I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'm I'm in a super zap zone zone. Right. So um, I I don't know if you know. I know there are these machines that will sort of create a counter wave. Well, that's exactly what this stuff does. I'm going to give you a website because that's what he he was talking about this stuff, this Shungite stuff. Do you know what Shungite is? It's um, from Russia. It's from Russia. It's It's in many places, though. It can be, but do you know what it is technically? Jeff, do you know? Rodenite. It's solid C60. Oh. Carbon. 98% carbon. It's solid C60. It is a block of bookie balls. You can buy that powder and mix it with coconut oil, I guess, make a paste and apply it on your skin, just like you can smear on C60 liquid. Uh, Not only that, and I sent it already. Chuck, Chuck Ward, are you with us today? Chuck, are you on the board today by any chance? Because I sent you an email this morning. Somebody has for four years been taking a box and doing exactly what Jeff said, taking the powder and putting it into a liquid and painting it on the outside of the box, and it almost totally eliminates colony collapse in bees' colonies. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm going to give you a website with a bunch of these videos and the information on there, Victoria and audience. It's called earthprotection.com. And uh, there's a couple of videos on there, earthprotection.com. There's a couple of videos there in the middle of the page. I've watched two of the three. One of them, they're just, it's very impressive. I had no idea this was C60, of course. Now we know a little bit about C60 and what's been going on in that for the last couple of years, and many of us yeah. use it. I just, I just used some this morning. Got Thank you, Jeff. Okay. And uh, so, uh, but I was shocked when I heard him say it was C60. It was carbon 60. I the way through. Pardon me? Do what? Somebody had something to say? Okay, I guess not. Anyway, earthprotection.com. And uh, I think you can get a piece of it for $8. I mean, it's ridiculously inexpensive. Okay. Roger, did you say buckyballs? Yes. I know what that is. That's a some uh, geographical structure of it's carbon, a, isn't it? Well, it's a geographical structure. It is the carbon-60 molecule, but it's a structure, and it's one of the most powerful structures on Earth because it protects itself in the way that uh, our articles approach it and put pressure on it, okay? Uh, geodetic dome, you may have seen those. Half of a buckyball is a geodetic dome. with the, it's, a, it's a combination of triangles is what it is, okay? technically and uh but in the form of a whole ball this was i guess a buckminster fuller's uh uh information initially and they found that the c60 molecule is that form is the buckyball form so yeah mike that's what it is man and you get this little piece of rock and they one of the demonstrations they show on there is with a flashlight and steve did it on his that he that he did that he sent out that caught my eye here and you take a one of those little flashlights you know where you press the button on the back and it turns it on well you unscrew that and you take the shungite and you put it on the battery and the flashlight lights up 
Okay, so it's a it's very interesting stuff. I had no idea what it was, but I'm glad to know, Victoria, that you've got some. And for all these this EMF stuff that's uh, permeating all of our lives everywhere we go, I mean, for eight bucks, that's pretty cheap. Okay, I mean, some of these other devices that people we talked about a few of them yesterday are, are can be kind of pricey, you know. But this stuff evidently works and it's cheap, and now we know what it is. So EarthProtection.com, I wanted to mention that. I think it's a, a very interesting product. I plan on acquiring some myself. I like this kind of stuff. What were you going to say, Jeff? Well, it's Earth-S protection. Earth's, but the link is in the chat. So, Oh, okay. So I was wrong. It's er, plural, Earth's protection. Okay, sorry. Um, anyway, I'll put it in the uh, uh, I'll put it in the show description today. Um, now, also, he sent me something else, and he's uh, he's off uh, doing a cable job right now, and he sends me this other thing, and he goes, "I invested uh, some money in this," and so I pulled up the website, and damn if I wasn't impressed with this too. Um, this is uh, it's called. Let me get see if I can get the site here. I'll get it to you. It's called Boxable. B o x a b l e dot com. Boxable dot com. Drag that site up and look what these guys have got here. I mean, it is flat cool. They get they deliver a building in a box, and it shows them in a video opening the box and flipping the walls up and putting the roof on, it, and it's a building. And you can do it with homes and everything else. Boxable, B O X A B L E. Uh, that that looks like a, a pretty interesting company and idea. I saw a video where the same thing happened, and it created a concert hall. Uh, pretty amazing. Okay, it was like a balloon that just opened up. Right. So uh, obviously, this is uh, one of the new new horizons in housing they're kind of interesting both of them but the shungite and earth's plural protection.com and boxable.com two interesting websites and i think this shungite stuff is something all of us ought to have uh, around our necks really uh but pretty cool so victoria have you have you noticed anything any uh, positive uh, uh developments for you because you've have you been using it um, I think that it was helpful initially, but when they put this tower outside my bedroom, um, there's towers just everywhere. Oh man, you got you got to move, girl. Yeah, I'm working on it. Um, but I also found out that a lot of the shungite that is sold is actually uh, not it, real. That's, I'm going to buy some more from your friend's website. That's what they covered in that video. There's three videos in the middle there, and the first one, this guy's talking about that, that stumbled on this stuff. And uh, then one of the others shows uh, Oxidian and a few of the other things. Uh, Of course, where where are the fakes coming from? China. Okay, so just make sure you're getting the the real Shungite and and a reliable source and – uh, the stuff looks pretty amazing to me. I mean, we know C60 is amazing, okay? Uh, so uh, this is the solid variety of C60, just pretty interesting. You know, one of the things that fits in with kind of what we do here, your health and your longevity and your sanity, in the case of Victoria and others that are de- deeply affected by this EMF stuff. 
So uh, let's see. The Liberty we covered, the Shungite, the Boxable. So that's uh, about the things I got out of the way here. Had a wonderful lunch yesterday. Uh, had a couple of uh, a couple from Colorado, actually. Charlie out there around Boulder that was down visiting for a couple of months during their summer vacation. They're both teachers, and they're wanting to move down here last year. They were quite nice, and uh, it's really nice to meet and talk with them. And uh, So uh, it's a relatively small lunch group, but I kind of like those better. The bigger ones, you don't get to talk to everybody and it just gets to separate it off. So anyway, uh, that's about the uh, majority of the things I wanted to cover. Hadn't had any electrical outages in the last 24 hours. That's good. So uh, anybody else got anything? We got any new students, new new folks on here that have hey, got Roger? questions? There's somebody. There's Mike. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, some information for people. You need to watch it. You got uh, those uh, Democrats in Congress. They're trying to push. They said they got 60 votes for the new red flag law for firearms. So if you're a citizen of the United States and a resident, all they got is somebody, your family member or a neighbor or whoever, again, just report that you're just, that you're unstable and they'll come and take your firearms. Were you talking about 60 Senate votes? Yes. They said they have 60 votes. Well, there's been a couple of those senators up there that have turned a little bit on the gun issue, unfortunately. Uh, again, if you guys know anybody, you got any friends that you know in the in the gun circles, I mean, try and put this information in front of them. I, I would think we'd have a line of gun people at the door waiting to get on the jitsi board, honestly. And, man, they, it just goes right over their heads. I'm shocked at it, honestly. But then again, I'm, I, you know, here we are with all you lionesses coming to the forefront here and all the ladies stepping up and the men are kind of in the background. I mean, I would have never thought that either, but we see it happening live and in livid color right here in front of us, you know. So, uh, but at, hopefully at some point this is going to click with some of the gun owners. They don't want to be classified as terrorists. They don't want to have any restrictions on their toys. They don't want any of that stuff. Well, this is the only answer they got, to my knowledge that's legitimate well, i try to make responses on on youtube you know you got some people that report the news that say they're attorneys and they're gun right activists and i try to tell them oh just look into this and they all respond the same thing you're full of shit you don't know what you're talking about it's too good to be true yeah it can't be that easy that's right sorry anybody else will be doing it too well, we're tra- a lot of folks are starting to do it, and and uh, but you see the you see the conditioning and the the mental attitude that you're having to face with this. I mean, I've been dealing with it for thirty years. Okay, so some of you're just getting a, a little taste of it now, uh, and that's why I say I tell you all the time, each and every one of you are so important to me, and this is why right here we're talking about it. It's illustrated right there. Okay. The people that ought to be all over this turn their total back on it, don't believe it, don't want to believe it, whatever the reasons are. It's you truth seekers that are here that this touched you in some way, shape, or form, and here you are. Okay. So thanks, Mike. Uh, hopefully that'll that'll change. Um, that could be a game changer if we could just get anybody in the gun area's attention on this that uh, is a spokesperson that they would listen to. Uh, that could help us carry the message to that group. They're very important to reach with this, and I've just never been able to accomplish it. Sure hadn't. I don't even think I've ever gotten first base with them, really. So kind of frustrating. That's what it is. Is that Charlie? Is that my girl Charlie there? 
No, it's Ramona. Ramona. Buenas. How are you? Well, I'm all right this morning. How are you? I'm okay. I just kind of wanted to give everybody an update. Okay, please do. So I sent, um, I sent to work um, a document that had 50 pages. And now, Ramona works for the city of Los Angeles or the county of Los Angeles, right? County. County, okay. Mm-hmm. We know how California is, right? Yep. Okay. All right, so just to give the audience some background here on your Ramona. And um, so I was literally on my way out. Um, they haven't responded yet. I sent them a document. Uh, it had 50 pages. And, you know, I wanted to thank some of the great minds that are on this board, uh, Paget, Wayne, um, Lynn, and Charlie. Um, they kind of helped me put together this whole package. Fantastic. Many, hand, many, hand, many hands make for light work. Yep. I had about three affidavits, a FOIA, um, emails, responses. So it was about 50 pages. And the last two pages were the last two. The last page was my affidavit. Okay. That I sent to the Secretary of State. Right. So I sent it to them on Friday, right before the long weekend. And at this point, I haven't heard anything back. Okay. They haven't sent me anything asking me to do anything so far. So, well, I think is, is no news. You know, there's no saying no news is good news. Yep. Well, let's hope that so applies in your case. Everybody well, good. And you let us know if and when you hear back from them. You may never hear back from them. That's the way. When you've got them backed up, it's just like the State Department here. What do they do? Nothing. They stand mute. And I, I had a friend that literally texted me this morning, and she told me she got fired. And she was... She was registering and testing, not all the time, but she was testing. And this morning, she just sent me an email, that uh, a text message that they, she got. They can. I swear, man, they're they're starting this whole mass thing again. I heard. The, I was hearing, uh, listening right as we went on to today's uh, Mike Adams thing, and he was, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> relating that. <clears throat> Prince Charles now is saying that cows should wear masks because it's when they open their mouth and the way they <laughs> chew their cud. Yeah. It so, seems like all common sense has gone out the window. Yeah, well, it is. It's such what happens when you get with communist Zionist bastards, uh, unfortunately. So, you know, the thing is, the beautiful part here is they're losing, and they, they, they will not get – they'll get some fringe elements that will come over on their agendas and their crap. But the majority of people are shaking their head and trying to remove themselves and separate themselves from it. That's what I think I see anyway. And uh, it's just incredible what these people are doing. I mean, it really is. You, you, you told me 30 years ago there's going to be the mamas taking their babies into gay clubs so they could put them in front of old men dressed up like drag queens and go stick money in their garters and shit. I'd have never believed it, okay? I mean, I'd have never believed it. But, boy, here we are, all right? So uh, thank you, Ramona, and good luck on that. Please keep us abreast, and hopefully that's going to work for you, and it'll stifle these people. 
Although yeah, I would, I, I would like, say start if you know it'd be real prudent of you to poke around and start looking for other possible employment. Um, I I have, but at this point I'm kind of looking to to leave California. That'd be smart because this, yeah, I I can't. I I just found out I have solar panels. I installed them probably about eight year eight years ago. Yeah, you got a ta- you got installed. a tax break on it, didn't you? No, I didn't because they're a lease. I couldn't afford to pay twenty thousand oh. dollars out of my pocket, so okay. I did a lease. Oh, okay. And now they want to come back and they want to introduce, I don't know, bill law, whatever they're trying to do. Um, they want to tax. I don't know if it's retro or not, but they want to tax the solar panels. Holy! I said, are you people insane? You're the ones that said th- to put them in the first place. They're the ones that are promoting green energy. Sun and wind, yes. for God's sake. So now they want to tax you for it? Yes. That's California for you. Oh, man. I, I feel so sorry for you people that live out there. I mean, I know it was a big draw. I know about the beach boys and surfing and girls in bikinis. And I know about all that stuff, okay? I spent a little time out there over the years. But, boy, that place has gone to hell in a handbasket real damn quick. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm so sorry folks honestly that you're out there and hopefully you're able to get out of it i know people like samuel he's you know got land and all that stuff up there in the northern part he's not down there in the insane part like you are ramona anyway i'm sure sorry to hear that and uh yeah good luck on finding a place to get out of there too okay I'm, I'm, if anybody has any suggestions, I'm open. I'm still doing research. Um, I, you know, I can give you a couple right off the bat of where, uh, you know, of course, Texas and Florida, just general, uh, that northeastern part of Alabama where Daryl and, and, and Jimmy and, and, and Mike, and Mike lives in Birmingham, more central, but the that northeastern part of, of Alabama is very nice, okay? The northern part of Georgia very nice up around uh, the south carolina border in the northern counties of georgia uh flathead county montana has probably got the highest concentration of like-minded folks for what we do of any place that i know of at the present in the country except for southern california we got a bunch down there but it's not as sparsely populated as it is up there in flathead county so those would be the places that just off the top of my head that that i would suggest you may want to consider uh, uh, Ramona. Okay. All right. So uh, I probably you're for climate, cost of living, uh, etc. Uh, the uh, Alabama, Georgia would be a, a wonderful area. Either one of those two, and even to some extent, a little bit of land there in Tennessee, down on the s- uh, southeastern part above Chattanooga. That's pretty sparsely populated and very interesting uh, part of the country, also okay all right thank you you're welcome thank you hey, Roger. yes sir daniel hey daniel i want to continue my stories of uh of the guinea pig <laughs> anyway. okay yeah we got i sent you and i forwarded you something we got from surrey yesterday surrey reached yeah, out that. that's awesome thank and you. and i hooked him up with jeff i guess you got that jeff and wayne they're in the dallas area he was uh, requesting to get a uh, uh, hooked up with you guys, and I copied you on a reply or something. So you didn't get it yet. I did get it. Yes, oh, Roger. Okay, good. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So anyway, go ahead, Daniel, please. So anyway, after the show yesterday, it took about a half hour breather, and then I headed down to the records office again. And um, I got the, now the third gal to help me try to get through the archives. And the two other two kind of, they're, they're, they're all nice people. And, and the third one really sent me down a rabbit hole where there was nothing there, and then she went to lunch. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going all with these records, and I did it twice because I'm looking for a name, which would be the custodial name that I'm next in line from the chain of custody, okay? So um, it's, 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 it's towards the middle of lunch, and um, there's only one gal in her seat, but there's a gal in a room by herself, and I noticed her all the time. And it turns out she comes out, and she's very helpful. She's the manager. Oh, good. You won't believe the conversations we had. She's been looking in to the national status. Really? Us. Yes. And she, we started talking about, um, I like to retitle it. It's not conspiracy theories. It's investigative journalists' truth. And so we were talking about a lot of investigative journalists' truth, and she knew everything. It's like, we, okay, we're, we're, we're there. We're in the same family. <laughs> and uh, she says, I really, um, I'm just getting to know this national thing, but I really want to know more about it. I said, oh, my gosh. Boy, have, I, I, got, have I got the guy for you. <laughs> I, I, I wonder why I'm here. <laughs> so anyway, we exchanged information. And I sent her the Matrix docs, and I sent her uh, the Wizard of Oz, so it just explains how all the straw man and all that crap. But anyway, um, we got – she was really digging our conversation. Now, you said you sent her the Wizard of Oz, not the original, the, the one from no, no, Bill. No, there's the, one that's been done recently that explains all the different – the gold the gold um, path and, and and what each of the – you know, like the, the – the, the, the straw man means something. The cowardly lion why means you, something. Why don't you send that to me? I will. Be, I'll put it up for everybody. Okay. Uh, now let me so, let me plug something here for newer folks, because like you know some of these folks don't know about some of the stuff that was done a while back. There is a wonderful. You may not even know about this, Daniel. Uh, Bill Still. Does that name ring a bell with you, Bill Still? No. Bill Still uh, has been around for decades like me, and he originally did a video back in the 90s called The Money Masters, which was very good, one of the real first in-depth things on the Federal Reserve with a lot of detail. And then he did something in 2010 that was named the Documentary of the Year at some of these big international film festivals, and it's called The Secrets of Oz. I'm it, it used to be on YouTube. I don't know if it's there anymore or not. The see, somebody want to check real quick and do a YouTube search and see if the Secrets of Oz is still up. Right now. That is right a, now. that's about a two hour uh, Hollywood class production type production on the money supply that is exceptionally good. Okay, uh, I mean, he went to the point of flying to England and going to the British Museum of Natural History, and the guy that ran it, the curator, let him take tally sticks out of the out of the display counters and handle tally sticks. Does anybody know what tally sticks are? They're um, witchcraft, aren't they? Tally sticks was the original money in early England. 
Yes, I do, Roger. That's okay. how you paid the taxes to the king. Well, you did. You did. Okay, but it no, circulated no, it. It circulated. It's an early blockchain. It circulated as money, and what they do is they take a stick and they would break it, and then half of it would circulate, and the other half they'd keep. And when it came back in, probably through paying taxes, as Mike or somebody said, they make sure the two sticks fit together and it's legitimate, and the debt's paid. But this was it's early money, so you know it's a tally sticks, a stick it's for a God's sake. Stick. It's a ledger stick. Very good description. Anyway, The Secrets of Oz, if that's still on YouTube or you can find it the somewhere. Secret, it's The Secret of Oz. Uh, the Secret of Oz. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I found it. Came, but his mill was the first one up. Well, I'm telling you what. That is something everybody on here, if you've not seen that, you ought, you ought, to, you ought to watch that and turn it on to all the people that may be skeptical about what's going on. That's an excellent production. Okay, so I just wanted to interrupt with that point. So go ahead, Daniel. Hey, I got both videos. I can upload them to the Telegram channel if you want me to tomorrow, tonight. Okay, well, I guess if it's on YouTube, you don't need to do that, Mike. But thank you. Should you need to, we'll know where to get them, okay? Okay. All right, thank you, bud. Go ahead, Daniel. Anyway, so I'm on my journey discovering what I can discover, and I'm talking to this gal, and she's she's like engaged with what we're doing. And I went, oh my! God. And she's the manager of the of the uh, property office or something up there. You heard me right. Holy it smoke! Blew me away. The manager, okay. And so the other first two that I talked to, I talked a you little see, bit about. We're making progress, folks. This is an illustration of the progress we're making. More okay. Progress than we have an idea of, but it's not just us. It's all the crazy ones that talk about national. And they get hooked with those people. They don't know about Roger yet. So doggone it. Anyway, that's my whole mission is to get get this known the proper way, which I've never heard it proper other than Roger. And uh, she knew about David Strait. She knew about Anna Von Wrights. And I said, oh, Anna Von Wrights will get you killed. I mean, my honest belief, she's a truth serum like in, in um, early Nazi Germany where they wanted to isolate the conservatives so they could kill them all i you know i don't like to badmouth other people in the movement there's just a handful of them but man i just cannot stand to see these people giving out this bad information okay well i watch david Strait, so i i i I don't just listen i i would like to investigate and know for myself what the details are and he goes over the map on everything we talked about this i said the problem with david he's a know-it-all he knows everything well you can't know a lot of detail on anything if you're a generalist okay and so I heard him say that you have to follow your, listen to this, your national with the county. Oh, my God, you want to get in trouble? Oh, my God. I just, and I just thought, okay, this guy, I wouldn't do anything he says. He's talking about getting half of your bond that was posted on your birth certificate. By now, it's worth, you and I, it's probably worth $300 million or who knows. It's a massive amount of money after they trade it up. And he said he got it. He got a credit card, but he didn't want to spend it a lot. He didn't want to just waste it on things because he said that the government is so much better at doubling my money than I could in anything I could invest. Holy smokes. Yeah. So just some crazy stuff. So he's like the guru. I want to get you out, but here, let's play in their scheme. I I mean, it it just exactly. And he says, I go into court and I'm this, I, I come in with a skip and a jump and a smiling man. And I know, and I, and he has this thing he says as he enters in. And he knows he's just flipped the switch on the judge, and now he's in his domain, even though he's in their ocean. Okay, so, I mean, the whole thing is so crazy. And he says, but I don't advise this with everybody. You need to know every word 
that's thrown at you because you can get tripped by the words. So why would you go into a pig pen and get thrown around with slop when you can, you know, you can stay on the outside of it and watch it? You know what I mean? But anyway, Daniel, do you know the the advice I heard Pete Peters give years ago? Never wrestle with a pig. Have you heard that? That's right. That's all like you all you can for the audience that hasn't. All you can do is get dirty, and the pig likes it. Yes, I've heard that several times. But so anyway, um, we got we kept on talking, and you know we talked about um, well, Anna Van writes. Um, she, she, as soon as I she wasn't sure, I said they're setting up councils. They're setting up. Um, um, I forgot what it is, the meetings. Um, assemblies. Assemblies. And I said, I, I was just, I, I, I got lined up with uh, the head of, head of Idaho, which is down in Boise. He called me back, says, listen, you got to follow your stuff, right? And I'll, I'll be the one to, to uh, notarize it, the whole nine yards. So just send it to me, I'll notarize it, and boom, we're on our way. And I said, okay, let me think about it. I didn't say, okay, I'll get back with you. And I, I just, I could just feel a spirit about it. It was wrong. So then I called my sister and Dana, and I told him, I'm thinking, of, what do you think of Anna Von Wright? They both went, oh, stay away from her. And I went, okay. And then I started thinking logically that it's, it's a decoy. She's probably a shell, and who knows what happens to these people. They're exposing themselves. That I'm one of these people on fire to change the world. Man, wouldn't they love to grab those people and, and minimize them, right? I mean, almost minimize them into nothing. Okay, but anyway, so I stayed away from it, and I didn't get into this stuff again until I heard you, and now I know that we're, we're lined up right. But anyway, I, w- I, went, I went there and talked to her, and while we're talking, <laughs> she finds five chains of custody deeds. Now I got eight. I got eight chains of custody. We ended up on a dead end, and I said, you know, you put the public out here, they don't even know how to do what you're doing, let alone when they hit a dead end, that they hit a dead end. They don't even know where they're going. She says, yeah, she, we didn't, she didn't comment much on this. She says, I'll take care of it. In fact, it's 4 o'clock now, so I'm tired, and I was tired because I, I had breakfast, and that was it. So I'm kind of peaked. Not too bad, but I'm, I'm kind of getting hungry. And so she says, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do this in my office. I'll research this uh, on my own until I get to the patent and when, when I get it all together, I'll call you. And I went, oh, my God, they don't do this for anybody. <laughs> you, charm, went, you charmed her. Between all the time that I'm going to get out of these people on my case is going to be close to 20 hours. Holy for free. That's pretty good, Daniel. Well, that's why I, I, I want to push the thing about having a good aura about you. And I mean... I, that's not the right word, but it is. It, what I mean is a loving aura. If you're loving to people, if your energy is including them, making them feel comfortable, that you're not mad at them, and you know, after six hours, you could most people go probably get mad. And yeah. I go, no, I don't have no room for that. And so she understood that. She said, every once in a while, we get one of those crazies in here, and, and we just show them out the door. They don't get to stay in here. They don't so anyway, get. They don't get free work. I can promise you that. Here's what you're. Get, here's what you're looking for. It's your attitude and not your aptitude that determines your altitude. Well, I certainly know nothing about looking into these records, so my aptitude is zero, and all I could bring in was a kindness and a, a gratefulness. I, I voiced to every one of these women how grateful I was and how special they were, I felt, and I got goosebumps from their love to me is what I was telling them back. I mean, it's, it's what I felt. It's not made up. You ought to, you ought to buy some flowers and take them down there and give them to each one of them. 
Well, I think we got it where we need it. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. <laughs> Daniel, you stud muffin, you. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I, I wasn't going on that side of things. So that manager, was she married? <laughs> yes, she was, and so was the person that met me. Jeff, we gotta, we're gonna have to turn the program on the on the focus spotlight of getting Jeff a wife. How to get into the national and find a woman at the same time? <laughs> How to get free and 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 unfree at the same time? Well, I don't I have a slave and a free man at the same time. <laughs> but anyway, so she was. She's married to a guy that um, works uh, in um, the government also, okay? And so was the first gal. Her husband, she met him in the same government thing. So these people live in the government, but they're, they're waking up. And so what you were saying earlier about um, people are waking up, I didn't believe it. My sister thinks it's happening. I don't believe it. She's, she's in a place where she's, everybody's, because she's up in Northern, and this kind of... Uh, kind of an enclave where everybody thinks this way because that's why they're there and uh well not completely but i know there's they're free thinkers and, and I, I don't know about that i think people are not liking they're kind of catching on to the covid but eh, i honestly believe so just before that i was filling my gas up and this guy um pulls in after i'm already kind of trying to get some sunlight so i'm walking away from the car and he looks at me as i walk back and he smiles at me like, well that's a weird energy coming from all the nonsense that's going on and so um, I said, how you doing? I says, I'm doing great. And I went, wow, that's so good. I mean, no one's no one talks like that. I could see it on his face. And I said, hey, man, I want to just ask you something. Do you know about that we have two statuses, that we have a choice of being uh, under two different statuses as a, as a citizen? He goes, no, I, well, I know I've heard a little bit about that. Tell me. And so I said, you're born into it as a slave, as a citizen. I didn't want to get into the weeds. And I just said, but we can choose not to be a slave, and we can choose to be a free man by being uh, a national. We have to, we have to um, post it properly. He says, wow, yeah, if I, I, I've been hearing stuff like this. And this is kind of what I'm hearing from a lot of people. Now, that's a very interesting comment from somebody you're meeting through a smile. Exactly. Exactly. And so he's, I said, can I send you some information? We exchanged emails and phone numbers and I sent it to him last night, and he responded, thank you. And then he responded to me again, thank you. I'm going to dig through this. So anyway, I said, and I just left it at that. I mean, I, I think people have been stirred to a point where, okay, I'm willing to listen to something to figure this stuff out. Right. Everybody's that's, kind of murmuring. that's what I'm saying. They're looking for answers. See, people wouldn't entertain it before. It's like those comments we heard from these gun guys a minute ago. That was overridingly the comments, you know. But now people are more open because they're looking for answers and they know how bad wrong it is. They may not know exactly, but, boy, they got a strong intuition that it is bad and a lot worse than they think it is. Well, they'd have to be blind as a bat or no feelings going, which – is the ones that are totally asleep because they're totally asleep. But how could you not know something? Is I not uh, right? Yeah, you, you, you got to be living in a cave. Yeah. But uh, another thing happened as I walked out, and I'm going to pass this on so I'm not dominating, um, which I like to talk, I guess. But I'm going to let Paul. But you've take got it a type here. A personality, Daniel, and that's good. You know, it's not well, a you know, derogatory thing. Who you are, and you don't love what you are, you, you're going to have a problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, you gotta, I, 
I'd like to thank Paul because of the ease of, of the work he's done. Both you guys are, are, are Sarah guys. And uh, the convenience that he's given and the advantage he's given to all of us by putting the work into our website where all this stuff's up there and we can just throw website addresses around. Okay, instead of having to send stuff uh, physically, you know, or through email individually. And that's a really big, advantageous step. I want to thank Paul again. I've done it numerous times, but I wanted to do it again. I want to tell you that Paul is a kind of guy that can listen to all the clouds and not get his mind shuffled and come r- and get it all pointed out to one point, two point, three point. Man, that's Paul. Okay. He's uh, he's awesome. Okay? Good. Yep. Well, I'm glad, proud to have you two and everybody else uh, that we're gathering steam with here lately. Yeah, you guys are going to have to both send me your address so I know where to send the 10 bucks. Yeah, well, just bill us. <laughs> No, so 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 you know so so you know where to send the ten bucks or where I know where to send the ten bucks for the compliment. All right, put put it on my tab. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not billing you. I'm paying you. Yes, okay, compliment. okay, all right. Well, good. I need a little extra okay. lunch money. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let's get that let's get that straight. <laughs> uh, there was one thing that I wanted to talk about. If you guys are done with the other issue, I, I well, let's hear it. Okay, well, another thing, Daniel and I kind of sort of got together this morning and we decided who would talk about what. He would talk about the positive things and I would talk about the potentially negative negative things. Uh So, well, what he did was he ran across a sheriff who was, you know, not the chief chief sheriff. He was the third in line for the chiefdom sheriff. And uh, Daniel asked him about, well, have you heard it? Have you heard anything about uh, being a national? And uh, now, hold on. You know, is this a, a guy running for sheriff out there in the county he's in? No, he is an actual sheriff. Badge and everything. Okay, he's a real okay. sheriff. Where he just, I met him while well, I walked out. I'll just set it up and then Paul can take it from there. Okay. I, I walked out and I'm like, I'm ready to click heels like 15 times before I get to my car from what just happened. Okay. Yeah. And so. I see this, these two guys, and they got a, a, an older car, and they locked their keys in the car, and the sheriff was called, or he was around, and he, he was doing his good deed. He's helping. He was actually unlocking the car with a wire. He had the wire all oh. set up to pull the nub, and, and so I, 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 I thought, this is cool. I'm just going to watch. This is really – I can root him on, and boom, he pops it, and I go, yay! I said, the peanut gallery is happy, and I said, hey, can you come over and talk to me for a minute? And so I wanted to run him by – um, getting pulled over with a card. Now I'll give it to Paul. Go ahead, Paul. Okay, getting getting pulled over with a um, with a passport card and using it for identification and not a driver's license. And um, I don't know know for a fact if the sheriff understood uh, what the implications of the passport card was. Um, I'm thinking uh, that. He had okay. He had a history that he didn't share with Daniel, and Daniel said, "Well, yeah, you know, the passport card, you know, means you don't have to have a driver's license. You don't have to have your car registered or insured or anything like that." And the sheriff looks at me and says, "Oh yeah, we had a couple of guys try that. They both went to jail, and uh, I never heard. You missed a little part, and I never heard anything about it. So what you're saying about me being personally liable for?" putting the cuffs on you uh that ain't gonna happen so 
But well, what happened was I, I, I ran the scenario and I said, by the way, if, if you threw me in jail, um, he said, I'd throw you in jail. And I said, if you did that, you would be now personally liable. He says, oh, that ain't going to fly in, in Idaho. That ain't going to fly in Idaho. And I go, well, tell me. And, and by the way, I speak with honor. I'm not here to I'm not here to be abrasive or, or repugnant in any way. I'm I'm really talking to I'm glad to be talking with you. OK. And so and I'm glad what you're saying. So he said, oh, I threw two of them in jail that did that did that exact thing. I said, how long ago? He says, oh, a long time ago. Yeah, right. I went, well, first of all, if a long time ago is not a little while ago, a little while ago is four years ago, a long time ago is before 11 years ago. And before 11 years ago, no one even knew where to put it. So yeah. so anyway, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. And so we don't know anything about the backstory of the guy that uh, the guy that he was uh, um that he was interacting with. He was probably dealing with like some sovereign citizen. That's exactly and, what I was going to say, Paul, uh, who had uh, who had a license plate on his car, which basically says, yes, this thing is registered as a commercial vehicle as far as the state's concerned. And he just didn't have his license and he didn't have insurance and he was going to stand on his sovereignty. And he wound up uh, with a stay at the gray bar hotel. I'm thinking that's what happened. So Daniel's plan is to actually sit down with the chief guy, the real sheriff, you know, bring the documentation, bring the paperwork, uh, lay out the scenario and just ask it, you know, what do you think about this? And, um, and that brought up an interesting point. And that is that the sh- he sent off his affidavit to the sheriff. He sent off his, uh, citizenship evidence to the sheriff and just putting him on notice and he got a phone call from the sheriff the the real chief sheriff and she said uh, we don't know what to do with this we don't keep files on individuals we don't keep files on people so um so we got we got nothing to do with this and daniel just said well send it up the chain but uh and that brought up an interesting point. You had mentioned the national database, the uh the national uh, identification ID system and NCIS. We're we're talking about that's the I think that's the one that's NCIS run by. is the Navy Criminal Investigation Investigative Service. Okay, whatever the one that's run yeah. by the FBI. There's so many of these acronyms you can't keep. I think straight. it's NCID or something. It might like be that some ID. Whatever. That was Joyce Rosen. NCIC, thank you. That was NCIC. Joyce Rosenberg's uh, suggestion, the late Joyce Rosenberg, and I think uh, somebody brought it to the table here one day, and I thought that was a real good uh, place to try and pursue, and that's trying to get it registered in that database that you're this status. And if we could figure a way to do that, it would s- solve the problem of where you are ever in the country and somebody runs a check on you. It's going to show. Well, you know, even if you're in your home state, if you're talking to like a, a sheriff or the police or whatever, first thing he's going to do is, is run you. He, He's going to run your ID under NCI, NCIC, whatever it is, okay? And then that's going to tell him at that moment, do not stop, do not detain, do not question. If we could get it to that point. Now, what we've heard suggested is there's something called a passbook database that's listed on the back of the passport card. And if yeah. they can't get you dug up on the first one through their normal database, you try and direct them to that one. Now, that's what we've been told. I, You know, it's I don't totally drive. I, don't, I live in Ecuador, all that stuff. I just don't know. What, Jeff? It's titled on the card, Pass System. 
pass system. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead, Paul. Sorry to interrupt. I just think that's uh, uh, required well, color as we go on in this conversation. Well, that is part and parcel the reason why we say go ahead and file your national paperwork. Get started on that. You I agree with that. I, I, you know, I got to hand it to you guys for coming forward with that and separating those two, filing that and the rest of the other notices and filings. And I never thought of it with that separation uh, to that degree. And I thank you because I think it's a pretty important point, really. Well, I'm, well, I'm thinking it's wise because it gives you the opportunity to thoroughly research hey, any avenue you want. To it take. gives you options, right? And it, but it will save you from the CV jab, correct? Because there's no jurisdiction whatsoever, you know, even in an employee-employer relationship, because that's a violation of. Uh, international law because you're well, actually a national citizen. Let me tell you well, the way they're going at this. I heard just something. I don't remember where I heard it the other day. Somebody was talking about a guy that left California. He was a nurse. Moved to Florida because he could work in Florida without being jabbed. And the hospital that he got a job at evidently has been told that anybody, because the hospital receives Medicare payments, everybody in the hospital has to be vaccinated. So this is the this is back to the if you receive the benefits you owe the duty deal okay and right. that's what's happening you receive federal dollars you got to comply you got to dance to the piper's tune and that's what's going on we've seen some courts ruling in that favor too because it's correct well the thing with the national status is there's a dis, there's a direct distinction between the United States federal corporation which has control over these entities and the United States of America, which they have no no condition of authority over. So it's essentially two separate countries, okay? Even though they occupy the same land, it's two separate countries. So any violation by the United States corporate against you as a United States of America national citizen is a violation of international and, law. And see, well, here's what, here's how they're going to come back and deal on that instance, particularly. Well, you're working at the hospitals voluntary. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's still it's still not going to get you a pink slip and an, and an escort to the door, but, you know, at least you won't have any holes in your skin you didn't have when you got there. Well, hopefully not. And I hope none of us ever let them stick a damn needle in you of any variety again if you can help it. Okay. Well, I heard tell they're putting the same shit that's in the CV jab everywhere. Every, and probably in all. There's no they're telling what they're everything. what they're using mRNA technology and these other uh, different things too. Yeah. Well. Hey, um, it, oh, sorry. It's it's gadget, but I'll let you finish your thought. <laughs> I'm just going to make one more comment, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, I was done anyway. I just wanted to share that I have had tremendous problems with Skype. They are really screwing with me, and I actually had to have tech support on the phone this morning. Holy smokes! Them over the and you actually got somebody with tech support? I made. I made. I have. I. I have two Skype subscriptions. I've got a dial-in number and an unlimited um, call to cell phones and landlines right. in the entirety of North right. America. Right. Okay. And uh, the, they paid for those subscriptions, but they weren't allowing me to use them. Yeah, so I got right on the phone. Well, I said, oh, no, my you, account's not going to be restricted. If you ever want to. The back information on that is 
Paul and I use that all day long. Okay. In other words, we want to contact, we hit boom, the other guy hears a thing or he, he's what, and so I, and Paul's first thing this morning says, I think they don't like what I'm doing. I go, you think? <laughs> well, you ever want to, you ever want to screw up a good piece of software, sell it to Microsoft pageant oh, the the head of the pride of the lionesses once you step forward there and <laughs> growl for growl it. for us real good pageant okay just- so this is what i was thinking because i have been doing um, a lot of searching out of supreme court cases and i keep finding things and of course they are from the olden days when people didn't have an affidavit but there are there are court cases there are court cases out there where they don't care about what you're saying about jurisdiction. And um, so I had a thought about how it, I it, depend, it depends on how you're approaching what you're saying. And I do understand that. And, um, and I am learning a lot and I am getting prepared to be able to take on anybody, you know, or anything, no matter whether it's human or not. But, um, but I had this this epiphany, epiphany, or maybe it was downloaded into me. But you know how I send post through the mail. You know, like I, I mail stuff with my signature. I'm using the general post office in the judicial district. I am proving to people time and time again that there are two different districts because I'm writing without District of Columbia, which means I'm outside that. Right. And I am I am alerting the judicial district. So when my letters make it to Ireland or or my packages make it to Maryland or or anything, I am proving that there is another jurisdiction there. So I thought I am gonna I am going to start having people who I send these things to you know uh, make a photocopy of that and then on the other side write an affidavit of truth about how they received this from me and there, there was no um, whatever. And I'm going to have, I'm going to um, get that and put the proof that it arrived at their house or their business or whatever. And then I'm going to take a whole bunch of those. And those affidavits would have to be witnessed by two people or they would have to be notarized. I'm going to collect those and take them down to the district court and file them. And because I'm going to prove, I'm going to get it into the court that there is another jurisdiction so that I can have that uh, along with everything else that I am, I am compiling so that I can take them on. I'm going to have that in there. So okay, anyway, now, I are you, you're going to have to probably include those in a court, in a suit of some sort. Who are you going to sue? Oh, I'm going after everybody eventually, but I got to do a lot of stuff first. I got to get a lot of things ready first. And um, you guys won't be surprised at this at all. But lately when I write to places like the department of state, the center of disease control you know all these places that i've been writing to for two years uh now with the tracking it still says label not created like you know it could be like days and days and my label is not created it's like i have no proof of what's happening to my letters and sometimes i receive responses from people so i know they got there but i have no proof okay so they're not tracking the certified in their in the post office database because you didn't pay is that basically no 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 i think it's because i think it's because of me you know because i can send something to maryland and a friend a relative and it can get there in two days and i can track the whole thing but when i am writing to the department of state or the cdc or something like that lately it will just say label not created or It'll be created and then it just disappears and it's just like it's in route and it's still in route since April 9th and it never arrives. So I don't have the proof that I need that it arrived 
because I've got to have that proof. You know, I've got to have the green card. I've got to have that it was put in one or the other, and I'm not getting either. So that's okay. I figured out how I can get around that too. But um, so anyway, I just wanted to say I figured out a way that I can put it into a, a court record about um, that there is a jurisdiction. Okay. So it, this is interesting. So what, you know, in the Constitution of Georgia, uh, they they actually name federal territory as forts, arsenals, and needful buildings. And I think they do that in other state constitutions, too. So anytime that you're in the post office is a needful building, and it's also federal, and anytime you step foot in the post office, you're in Washington, D.C., even though you're out there in sunny California. And I wonder on your little uh, scheme here, on your idea, if you had considered also getting someone to take a picture of you mailing the package from inside Washington, D.C., when you're not in Washington, D.C., from what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing I could do. I could go into the post office to do that because, you know, most of the time I just send it from my front door unless I need to go in and get that round dater on it. But, yeah, I could I could do something like that, too. But I think it would be very strong if I have people all over the United States and all over the world um, documenting what I've sent them, making an affidavit of it and sending it to me, because it is proof that, first of all, we have this federal building that this federal um, thing that is sending mail anyway, and they are acknowledging that there is a different jurisdiction. They're acknowledging it every single time someone gets one of my letters or whatever I send packages. I send packages from my door and I do tracking. I do um, certified and I do registered from my door, all of them. And they all go and they all go quickly and um, except to certain particular federal people everyone else gets tracked very easily and i have proof that it arrived and you know anyway but that's just a thought because they are very slippery fish um these these little these these little um things that sit on the 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 benches and whatnot they um they're they're you know because there's three kinds of there's really three kinds of people out there who are or judges or police or anything. There's the ones who are completely mind controlled and they don't know they're mind controlled. They're Montauk, they're MK Ultra, they're whatever. They don't know they're being controlled and they are against you. There are the people who don't know that they are being controlled. Like I had a friend who had two uh, microbiology degrees and she would call me in terror and be like, uh, my groceries are sitting there and my shopping list and, and my, my purse. But it was five hours ago. I was going to go shopping and I don't remember. And da, 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 da. and then, of course, I know they're listening. So I was all like, oh, well, da, 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 you know, but I know. Oh, my God, they just took her. What are they having her work on? You know, this is in 2002. And so she didn't know. So there's judges like that who just don't know that they're being used. And then there's the judge who's like, you know what? If you don't have like everyone from January 6th end up in jail, if you don't do this, then your family is no more. And then we're going to kill you last. You know, so there's there's three different kinds of um, ways that they can control that person who's right there. So we have to just really work extra hard to make sure that when we walk into that courtroom, that we are turning it into what we want it to be. And that if it doesn't go our way, that we have taken care of everything that we need to so we can take it to the Supreme Court. So anyway. The best thing to do is to be able on a position where you keep yourself out of the courtroom. 
Well, definitely. But I've read some cases um, where every single little thing that I've learned about has still gotten someone in jail because they didn't do they didn't do something. There was something that they didn't know. Let's just put it that way. There's always some little. It's just like we're talking about Ron Gibson and the lady that didn't want to pay him seven hundred dollars to write her paperwork. And she's going to do it herself. And she ended up in jail for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. Yes. I have a question for you, and it might apply to Paget. Um, I was talking to Ron Gibson, and I was asking him about how to go about the whole Amos Miller herbal uh, farm thing. And uh, my question was, is what authority the government had over a PMA? And what he suggested was filing a, a request for a judicial decision and i forget what he called it but what he suggested was to file a judicial request for a decision and have that saying that no the federal government doesn't have any jurisdiction over uh, a private membership association well i'm thinking Paget can do the same thing if she can think of a point of law or an issue that she wants a wants the court to verify yes this is or isn't correct that constitutes a filing it constitutes a case and then that would give her a case number where she could okay so you're saying she could file a judicial ruling request and that suffices for filing a lawsuit and you're still asking for some sort of guidance from them is that correct well she's just asking for a judicial ruling on an issue Okay, I don't know about that. Because, I've never heard that before, but uh, I usually well, would think it was in a context of an ongoing case and a point well, of reference. But, down somewhere. Okay, I can I, keep that in mind. I mean, so far, what I'm planning on doing is going into the district court and trying to file certain things that I have under property because these are related to rights, which are my rights. And um, I was thinking of attempting the ju- ju- judicial district, proving that there's a different district through rights because i have the right to choose which district i plan to be in and in court case after court case that i have seen they're saying no if you're saying that you are a state citizen you're proving that you're a united states citizen because you're here and they just they just won't listen to these people this is in the past of course you know it's not u.s nationals who have well and and see that's right they didn't have an affidavit on file with the secretary of state when they're making those arguments that's but that's the problem I still want to be ready for them, even if they start pulling that. Like we don't care. We don't care what words on people. You <laughs> well, then, then you're ab- then you're open, absolute open, and notorious tyrants, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, but but I feel we're already in that territory. But um, but I was thinking of trying to file this through the my well, rights because I have a right to stand in whichever district I want, kind of thing, any jurisdiction I want, and I'll see how that goes, and I will get a. Um, a filing number do you know why so, we're not yeah, in the tyranny territory yet solid yet pageants because everybody didn't get the jab here if i may yes who's, who's that yes um this is for uh pageant um regarding you sending off um mail through usps either certified or registered are you getting actually a sales receipt no, I'm not using the United States Postal Service. I'm using the general postal service, which is hidden inside it. And I don't pay any money at all. And I don't get a receipt. I just have I, whether I do tracking or certified or or um, registered. I have the number 
and it does get um, usually it does get clicked in and I get I have proof that it arrived. This is this is how I conduct court. Okay, because the reason I bring this up is if you look up um, mailbox rule on, on, in um, Black's Law, it used to be common law uh, postal rule, but now it's under mailbox rule. The, from the time wherever you send in it from, the custodian, um, it's considered sent. It's not, um, you, you don't have to necessarily go by when the envelope or the package was picked up, okay? So... A receipt in that case of custodian um, ship is is really important. And as far as the gentleman that was talking to you about the uh, judicial order, it's called a judgment order. And I've just done one about six months ago because I just got to the point where the water line was pretty high. And I, I just basically had sent in a notice for judgment order. And I just basically put the conditions and terms in that order. And I just had a line for where the the judge was supposed to sign that order. Um, it's it's very similar to the um, Rogers, like the IRS, which the, they're notorious for doing ex parte um, uh, or, um, entries um, when they're in chambers with a federal judge. And they just go in. They have everything in order. And all the j- judge is doing is, is uh, just putting a signature to it. So um, but I could just say in my case, you know, because I was trying to do the d- defaults, um, I thought this was going to work. Um, but in this case, again, it was sent back to me. And once again, they did another derivative of, of the name. Well, this is in this yes, Charlie, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to make. Yeah, Charlie. Sure. Yes, Charlie. Sorry, Roger. Um, but um, but in res- I mean, thank you very much for letting me know that. Uh, it is important to me to use the judicial district, though, because I am using that as part of establishing. I am establishing a record that I am not in the District of Columbia, and so it's important to me to do that. Um, but it is it is good to know because um, you know. Uh, part of my plan of how I am going to get something to them is that one of my letters that I send is going to be sent with a stamp, like, you know, done the normal way in the, in the district of Columbia way. And so when I have that, that will be very helpful that I just sent it and I have proof that I sent it. So, you know, it doesn't matter if they figure me out and don't buzz it in. Um, So thank you, Charlie. Okay. Anything else, Padgett? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. all that I thought all of right. just this because okay. oh, um, when y'all had that conversation a long time ago about using that federal thing, um, the tracking thing, I did write to the guy, the the FBI. It did arrive. Um, I, I have not heard from them, of course. So anyway, okay. they yeah, the NCIS or whatever that, uh, yeah, that national database is. Yeah, and I did put a link to the letter I wrote them in the chat. Um, but it did arrive. Um, he probably was going and checking me out, but I look like a really good little girl, so there's nothing that they can get me for. But um, but I never heard from him. So. Hmm. Well, okay. Uh, still, I don't know if we can accomplish that. It'd be a good idea if we could figure out how to do it, or they'd cooperate one of the two, which I don't expect them to do. In all honesty, going in. So, no, uh, but in my letter, one thing I stated was it would be for the safety of your officers, not just for the safety of us, if there could be a communication thing happening. 
And, um, you know, and also then their resources could be used elsewhere for the criminals. The half of society that needs to be parented and needs to be policed, you could go and do them. They We're the half of society that they, do not need to be parented. So you don't understand they don't want the, the prisoners oh, in jail. They want them out there committing crimes. Oh, Jeez. they want the prisoners, the true prisoners, out committing crimes, did, and they want us in jail. Did, I, they, I get them. I saw, I was watching last night's Tucker Carlson this morning. And they had a, he had a lady on there from California, from L.A., I think. I, I don't know if y'all heard about this. He showed footage of it. She was walking on the sidewalk of a one-way street, enough for two cars to get by. And some kid that was already on probation, I don't remember what for, stole a car. And he's driving down the street, and he intentionally targets her walking in a stroller with her baby and hits both of them with the car. Did y'all any of y'all see this? Okay. Gaston. I did. Gaston gave the kid five. He was already on probation now. Five months in some kind of special program. He also tried to flee and another person stopped it. Okay. Is that what happened? Hit him. Hit him. Good. 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 So anyway, there's Mr. Gaston for you folks. I'm sorry again to live out in the L.A. area having to put up with this soros crap okay a thousand dollar limit for shoplifting so they can go in and clean out a whole store now all this all the stores are leaving in your neighborhood i mean it's just one damn thing after another from these communist bastards i know that's one thing i said to that long beach cop when we were when i was at the airport and he was trying to escort me out you know that whole scene um it, it's like how you're looking at me like me i'm just like this little harmless little me and there's people out there stealing stuff and yet i'm the one who's surrounded by all these people because i say i I identify as mankind and i have a right to breathe it's like you can just see the psychopathy you can just see that there it's just so out there it's It's, so the world's upside down we got this dialectical thing going on they've they've accomplished it at least on the surface okay so, you know, it's like the cop that was in front of the Dallas thing this weekend where they're bringing, where mothers are bringing their, their small children in to sodomite clubs, letting old men dressed up like fags uh, dance around in front of them, you know. And the cop outside won't go in and arrest the parents. He'll drive off the people that are protesting. It's ridiculous. I have a situation that happened where they let a criminal out when I was buying my house. It's, it's a, it's a unique situation but the guy I bought the house from never wanted to do any personal responsibility so he married this woman and uh she made him do everything. he made her do everything well he she she did a good job she took over the title of the house um and she was working for different companies and she embezzled every penny he had and along with these other companies so I wasn't able to get in my house I when I came and flew up here to get the house my daughter and I, and I said, I'm coming. I'll be here as soon as I can pack up and I'll stay in the house and we'll figure out because he moved out of the house. We'll figure out um, when, when we get your title clear or whatever, when you finally go forward, we'll do it. Okay. It wasn't costing him anything actually to have the house. So he let me up, which was a really dumb thing of him. But once again, he wasn't the sharpest tack on the board. But um, so I moved in and I'm waiting for him to get his um, clearance uh, and he owed IRS. Uh, some money. And of course, this is when COVID was just starting. And he did not want to, um, he couldn't get to IRS because they were closed because of COVID. But anyway, so 
Um, he only had to pay like 150 bucks to the IRS and it would all be good again, but he couldn't get a hold of him. And he told me that his, his, his first wife is in jail and because of all of her shenanigans. I mean, so all of a sudden we find out she's let loose. She's out of jail because of COVID. Anyway, that, that's my story. It's oh, unbelievable. Now, it's a crazy world. I mean, we're in the period of escalating violence. They're dying to get the guns, trying to do everything they can. They're not going to get them. Uh, And And uh, that's where we are. They didn't let the tax protesters out of jail, but they let, like, the hardened criminals, the rapists, the murderers, you know. Of course. They're so obvious, but that other side still don't see it. Nope. No, well, they're you know, not the going to. in Australia who are giving up their gas. I mean, they're um, they're giving up their wood burning stoves because they've been ordered to, and the ones in California who are giving up their gas stoves because they've been ordered to. I go out walking and I see gas stoves out on the sidewalk now because they've been told to get rid of them. I just anyway, that group doesn't even notice that that they're, the criminals are being let out, but the good I, people uh, are being locked up. I heard Owen Schroyer uh, interviewing a gal from Australia yesterday, sharp gal writer of some website, and she said. Uh, in one of the southern states, I don't remember which one, that they're trying to institute the lockdown now again on on climate change. They're going to use Australia as a petri dish again. So that's coming, okay? The monkeypox thing is being floated. That's coming. They're trying to get this mass thing. why the Biden uh, administration is appealing that fl- ruling out of Florida. They're trying to get that turned over so they can make you mask up or suggest or try and make you mask up for monkey pox crap. And I don't know if you know, but in the semifinal, in the men's semifinal for the French Open that just happened, I am pretty sure it was a government controlled girl because she actually got onto the court during play and held up play for almost 15 minutes. She tied herself to the net. So how can someone come onto the net? And, you know, nah, tie that's... themselves up, you know, unless they've got like permission from yep. above to yep. be able to do that. Yep. So that was totally, it was all about climate a change. Stunt. It's all stunt. It's just one yeah. stunt after another, propaganda, publicity, influencing crap. All it yep. is. But they don't get it. They think that that girl actually was just independent on her own and that she actually was able to have time to tie herself to the net, that nobody would escort her, you know? <laughs> I'm sure these people need to be taken out of the gene pool, folks. I mean, I, there, there are not many other conclusions you can come to. Well, you know, I do it a little differently, but. You know, some people think that there's only two things that you can do, that you either walk away from someone who you don't like or you ignore what they're doing or whatever, or you kill them, you know, if they're like a bad guy. And I have a third one. I recognize that if it came from source, if it was God made, as other people might say, then it is it is something that has that source within them. And I really, I have experimented with this time and again, and it's very powerful that when you focus on that source, which I call Pinky Rose, and I have found that with some people, it's too overwhelming to just think of Pinky Rose. I have to actually think of a pinhead of Pinky Rose and just connect with that with the person that my experience of them changes. And I have been working so hard with doing this, with what's going on in Australia, with all the rain that they have there, that they're making happen. I don't know if it's stopped Um, And with our officials here and with other things, I mean, I really do feel that when we create a space like that, when we're saying, no, my experience of you is going to be this. And if you don't like it, you can leave. 
you know, that it really is powerful. I think they want us to be mad at them. I think they want oh, they us. Do. They want us to be like, you know, oh, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to hang Absol- you. Absolutely, you. they do. So it's important for us to not do that. But and you see, they can, but then that puts us in that turn the other cheek mode and they're no, going to no, take no, advantage no. of you every time. No, I'm not talking about turning the other cheek. To me, turning the other cheek is ignoring. That's what that other group is doing. They're ignoring that they're under a spell. They're ignoring everything that's going on. I'm talking about being active, being proactive. So when I see chemtrails, when I see cell towers, I do the violet cubes of light on them, which means you you see it like a cube where you have three different lines going through it. And I see it transmuting and raining down on us, and I ground it into the ground as blessings. I don't let them say what they're going to do to me just like that cop remember he wanted to escort me out of there and i was like you have no authority over me and he bounced off my aura now it's true i went and put a mask on because i was surrounded by people with guns i don't know if they know that i did not touch this guy that my hands were down by my waist uh but down by my sides but i saw the look in his eye he knew i had no authority he had no authority over me you know so it, it, we can do that. We can tell them you don't have, you know, rather than getting mad at people when we see the chemtrails that they do, we can change it. We can transmute it. We really can. We can. Anyway. Paget, it's another term is um, that I would add to what you're stating is it's standing centered in self. And that's yeah, and cap- I call it yeah, capital yeah. S-E-L-F. It, yes. And oh, you do capital the whole self or just no, the capital S? capital S. And yes. it's. And it's walking through the midst of the dystopian. And you still yep. call crimes against humanity crimes against humanity, but it's centered in self as yep. you as you have that discussion, as you address what calling something what it is, two plus two equals four, it does not equal five. Yep. It's not not addressing what's happening, but it's being in self. Yep. While I you're addressing, I, I refuse to let them have my anger. Yep. I refuse to give them any energy from to take any energy from me. I refuse yep. it. Yep. Yep. And I give them I, and I'm standing in love, but I call it standing in alignment with the sound of self. You could also call it standing in communication with your causal body. Yeah, there's plenty of different ways of saying it, and it can be done. They want us to be in the astral emotional reaction. They want us to be in the mental control that they have. Because I do believe that a lot of people's mental level has been implanted, but that's a whole other whole other thing. We need to rise above all of that and be from what's above the mental level. So they yes. get energy. They get energy from other people's anger. Yes, they do. Yep. That's their food. Yep. 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 You you are food to them, not just physically with some of those Draco who will eat you from your toes up. But, Vampires um, in more ways than one. Yeah, but they like your energy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel that um you know, I, I, I don't know. I just have this feeling of like I'm pulling up my sleeves and I'm ready. You know, it's like I'm not going to say bring it on because, you know, I don't I don't want to invite anything, <laughs> but I'm ready. And you, you cannot take California, not on my watch. So anyway, they've already taken California. Well, yeah, they took it long before I even arrived here. But uh, but what I mean is they have plans and it's it's not good. And it's like, no, I don't give you permission. I don't. Well, I say that because I know that that type of action is the only thing these people understand and respect. 
and you need to take a few of them and make an example of them. See, the, that this is the only thing they understand. They consider compromise a weakness. If you try and do any compromise with them, they're going to try and take advantage of you always. And as I've said, it's the only thing they understand. Roger, Roger Jedediah here. You have a um, uh, you have, someone has their hand raised, so you might want to. Okay, get to well, them, if you're new, I have a question if after you're, them. If you're new and you got your hand raised, you don't do that. Just open your mic and say Roger. So whoever's yeah, got Roger. Hand, yeah, that's what I was doing. Okay, good. And who <laughs> I just are you? had to hit the right button on the phone so you could hear me. <laughs> okay, and who, who um, am I listening to? Oh, Dave, uh, New York. Hey, Dave, up in New oh, York okay. State. Oh, yeah, we've spoken uh, before. Or, at New York State, let's say. Okay. Try to use a proper term. Anyway, I'm Paul, here on I think, Earth. And, I think uh, he's up there by you, Paul. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, where's Paul at? Uh, Paul, you want to tell him where you are? I'm uh, upstate by the Adirondacks. Adirondacks. So am I. Oh, really? Jedediah's yeah. also upstate near the Adirondacks. Okay, good. Oh, I, I got friends in Saratoga. I should go up there sometime. Maybe I can hook up with you folks. It'd be very interesting. Okay. Um, but where in the Adirondacks exactly? What, exit off 87, or are oh, you further west? I'm a little bit north of Utica. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, that's different. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. Uh, my, my question is this. Um, the giving notification... Uh, what is the end? Uh, this is a dumb question, which may have great no, relevance. The only dumb question is the one that didn't ask. Come on. I didn't ask it yet. So uh, the United States is who who is being notified by the affidavit? Is it the uh, is it the entity all caps United States or or who is it? Well, that's the current operating system, if you will, of the country. Is people under that system? Although well, the under system, the other <laughs> system is there. Okay. Yes. And you're they notifying just them that you're in the other system. Correct. Yeah. And most of them don't know it exists. They don't know they got two hats on. They only know they got one hat on. Okay. Well, Roger, is there a danger here in the sense that, um, uh, therefore, uh, you by declaring uh, to them that you are um, you're requesting a status? From no, no, them. no, 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 you're wrong. Anyway, you're, you're telling I'm asking them, a question. Well, I'm trying to straighten yeah. out your question because your perspective is wrong. You're not asking them sure. for your status. You're telling them what your status is. There's a great deal of difference in those two. Okay. Uh, well, you know how they misconstrue things. They could say, well, listen. <laughs> well, no, no, here, here's, anyway. the, here's where the rubber meets the road. Okay. If they tell you what you are, it's tyranny. If they ask you what you are and you don't know and you answer incorrectly, well, Dave ought to know what the hell he is, shouldn't he? Ignorance of the law is no excuse. The reason well, that yeah. you have the power, as we all do individually, is because it's your decision which system of law you want to live in. If you wanted to expatriate and go move to Ireland, you could do that, couldn't you? Oh, it seems like it, but um, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. Um, you see, they've misconstrued a lot of things. I mean, well, they did in fraud to put people into a lot of things. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but uh, all right, um, I don't contest any of this, but I was just wondering if there was something um, 
being missed here and this was more of a trap i mean but uh, well, it's not a trap it of in due process <laughs> you know due process is an underpinning of every body of law it's very very important notice in the rights to be heard and all you're doing after you have taken your own decision that you have every prerogative for under the sun to change your status and repatriate you're putting them on notice because otherwise they might not know and there's where you got a potential problem if you're trying to assert something and they haven't been put on notice and don't know then how do you expect them to comply yeah yeah well so here's another here's another issue um regarding uh social security if someone is uh on the verge to get social security and they they applied for that before they uh, filled out their affidavit doesn't make any difference nope just go, I, just go start getting your money and do the affidavit when well, well, the time I, is appropriate. I had my affidavit in, and I had to open up my Social Security account when I was in Argentina. Had to do it through the embassy, and I sent them a copy of my affidavit when I opened the account. I've been getting checks for yeah. 11 years. You know, on the Social yeah, Security. Yeah, but you don't think there's the, any. No, there's not any. Okay. And I'm going to give you one of the reasons. Somebody Is got it? back to us this with this recently. On the Social Security application, it says, are you a citizen of the United States, right? And then underneath yeah. it, it says, if not, which country are you a citizen of? Hey, I'm receiving a, a call. I have to have to go. The other one question was i will bring up in a few minutes thank you all right you. yeah go get your call we'll deal with it when you get back so uh anybody got uh, somebody a couple other folks wanted to talk there when dave was trying to yes jedediah had jedediah um, you update. did you did from upstate new york how you doing how can we help you today jedediah well um they slowed my thing down they were supposed to re- the secretary of state was supposed to receive my declaration as i got told you guys I'm on Monday, and now I'm getting that in transit arriving late, and there's been no status update for okay. three days now. All right. Well, and then I have another question based on um, once for the people that actually get their declaration or affidavit before they do a passport, when they start filling out the passport information, um, since they've already notified the Secretary of State, do they then say that they are not a citizen when they fill that out? It never asks you if you are or not. Well, the one I'm looking at, I see that it, it says that. They ask about the parents. They say they asked you know, about the, the parents, box. but not you. Oh, uh, okay. I saw three places, and it also is asking. Um, I have it right here. Yeah, it says, um, oh, maybe you're right. You, you know I why I know looking. I'm right, Jedediah? Because they've got all that under presumption. They don't want to ask you what you are because they don't even want you to have an inkling that you got a choice to not be one of them. Okay. That's why they said everything and I, up. And I thought that I saw that because that's yeah, why I did. actually had the form and I was going yeah, through and yeah. starting to fill it out. You know, out, it's all so. of our people. Well, why doesn't my passport look different? Why didn't I get a box of you a national on the application? Come on, people. Come on. No, but I thought it actually said. So, so if on my form it actually says, are you a citizen? I'm... It, I thought that. You, you, well, well, you know where it question. says that. Do you know where it says that indirectly? You got to remember well, who you're right dealing. Now, These the people right. don't think like we do. They don't do things like we do in the way we would. 
They are extremely nefarious. They're liars, cheaters, trickers, and magicians, and they'll do everything in the world. Where do they ask you if you're a citizen? Okay. Well, and no, no, I'm asking. No, no, no. Where do they ask you if you're a citizen? Well, I thought it was on this second page, but I don't have it in front of me. So you know where they're asking you? In the oath. But there they put both statuses, and they don't tell you to attach any kind of explanatory statement. They do if you've been caught boinking little girls or boys over in Bangkok. They want you to put in explanatory statements right there in the oath. But on the two examples right above that preceding it where they mention citizen of the United States and non-citizen national, they don't tell you to attach shit. Where do they tell okay. you? In the warning box on the whole other end of the entire instruction document. Okay. Now, the other question. Now, I you got, are you I with me? Are you, Jedediah, hold on. Are you with me? Do you see what they're doing and how they're doing? Yes, this? but I'm going to be, yes, I see that. But if I look at my form when I go out to start filling it out in paper and I see that they ask me, not my parents, then I'm going to be kind of really dismayed with they're the not good they're can. not they're not gonna ask you this they got it under presumption to trick you okay well i'm just saying they seem like they keep asking they ask if your parents are they ask if your wife is they keep asking over and over so maybe you're right and i just mistook one of these three other things that i saw are seeing right on this other example online so and back to my 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 other question um they ask about the same thing for your parents. And I was talking to my mother and she was the one that was born on the mission field. Now she said that she didn't get, she, she said matter. when she started, she, she came here and when she was five, she said when she started working, she had to fill out the naturalized form, naturalization forms. So would she be a U.S. citizen since she actually had to fill out if she, if she got natural if she got naturalized she is now she did here's probably my guess of what happened okay she was born in the mission fields somewhere in what south america did you say yes that's correct peru or something right okay um i yeah, wherever yeah. very isolated there's usually one embassy in each country to go register her if one of her parents was american right right she's automatically a citizen of the united states and she now, had, she um, may have so, to go back and she apply had, she for it. She had three choices. She had Australian, Bolivian, or American when she was when they when she was born. Well, they could have been American. back in those days. They didn't have dual status, dual citizenship status capabilities. But if you're one of your parents is an American anywhere in the world, you qualify as a citizen of the United States. Okay. Now they may have to go to the embassy and register you like my buddy did in Argentina when he had his son a year ago this month. Okay. He had to go to the embassy. His wife's Argentinian. He's American. He had to go to the embassy and register his son with the embassy as a son of him, a U.S. citizen. Now the kid's in the system. If that didn't happen for your mother, however many years ago that was, then that's why when she came back, she had to do something. Okay. Okay. But anybody that's born with at least one American parent qualifies for United States citizenship. And that, because you're qualified as a citizen of the United States, you got the ability to switch over to a national, whether you're born with that or whether you're naturalized into it. Makes no difference. 
Okay. Yeah, it looks like you are right according to this. I, I was confused because then it was under, have you ever been married? And then it has their information and then U.S. citizen. They put, it's all confusing when I look at this. They put everything so small and they put all this stuff three together. Okay. You know, actually, the application for the passport's real simple. You wouldn't believe that there's tricks in there. I think that's what the asking about your parents is. I think that's a, a setup for you signing the oath without uh, submitting an explanatory statement or an affidavit. Because now, see, everything's leading you down to a presumption. They don't tell you, but they do tell you, but they don't really tell tell you that you can attach something and change statuses and everything else leads you down the presumption trail to being in slavery okay but remember well, now so jedediah hold on remember, remember something they've changed that passport oath since i started teaching this stuff and since the book was written they got caught they got caught slaving okay have you heard me talk about that you know where the changes are you got the application yeah, they did right the there. Warning box differently, and they put four boxes at the end. They got the four boxes underneath the oath, and the last one I've read and understand the warning box and on instruction page so and so that was covering their ass for getting caught slaving right there. Okay, well, thank you again, Roger. Okay, Jedediah. Okay, who's Roger? next? Yes, sir. Daniel. Daniel. Um, I remember you were talking to that person, and they were trying to work through the new form. Okay, and you were right on the on the call the other night on RBM well, two weeks ago. I just happened to look at both of them because I just processed myself, and I didn't have to get the the DS eleven, which is the deep, deep state eleven. But anyway, <laughs> I did the DS eighty two or whatever it is yeah, because right. I was out of passport. Right. So when I went back and looked at the original, the second one that went one for re up and yeah does have a, a little block all across the whole page in blue that says citizen or non-citizen national. And they don't talk, explain it any further. It's just they put their, they did what they were li- liable to do. And, but on the other one, there's no, not a word about that on the, the new one uh, for, for, for the new, new one. It doesn't have any warning, anything about national, anything. Really? It's, it's not there. From what I saw, I could be wrong, but I, I I'm pretty certain. I, I mean, I was, that was what I was looking for, you know? Well, I mean, they've gone great lengths to hide this stuff. You know how they've hidden it in the law, and now they're hiding it in the passport application because that's the one place they got to put it. they got to yeah. put it in the passport application to make the whole thing constitutional. So it's unconstitutional. The application is unconstitutional. But no, it, no, no. Well, I don't know about the new one, but they don't. They don't notify you of anything. Well, you know, yeah. They the, well, they don't. They do to the extent they have to. The notification is in the differentiation of the oath and the warning box. Used to, those two weren't connected. Now, okay. because of what we're teaching, they're connected because you got to check that little warning box that says, I've read and understand the warning on page so-and-so of the instructions. Now they've locked it all in. Well, we don't have to tell you exactly. We just got to tell you. It doesn't say we got to tell you where you can understand. Right. But Roger, if I may Yes, Daniel. Go ahead, Charlie. Thank you, Roger. Um, Daniel, I would not touch. This is just me personally. I would not touch that DS um, eighty two. Um, it's actually um, because I got my passport. Um, I'm pretty happy with what I did, especially the story statement. Um, it's it's very very precise. Okay, so if you doubt whatsoever. Uh, when you're getting this together, I I would put it in the explanatory statement. And I'll give you another reason why I'm doing this. Um, because I'm to the point, like I said, I've got 
this all settled and I could probably, one could say that I'm ruffling um, feathers at the State Department, but I, um, I got it issued. Congratulations. Keep it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. And there's a birthday on there. Okay. This is just my personal opinion. Okay. Because it's pagan. Okay. And it's the number one satanic holiday. I don't recognize a birthday. So I've been writing on um, the legal liaison in Sterling and law enforcement. And I've done the tracking, et cetera. So I've sent four letters and, of course, <laughs> crickets. Okay, so I'm redoing my explanatory statement and including some things like the birth date and the legal name. Now, because, again, the legal name, I created it, so I own and control it. Their legal name, they can do whatever they want. Okay, so in this um, explanatory statement, um, I addressed the, the four letters that they received I addressed it through um, the tracking and the mailbox rule, like I shared with um, Paget. Okay, but I also, as soon as I finished that information, I put in this one sentence that someone might even consider if you're doing um, communication that doesn't get answered, which is 100% of the time. The Department of State shall be assumed and presumed to admit the pro propriety of the acts mentioned in the communications and to adopt them full colon good faith required an answer so i'm addressing you know i adopted what they did not want to come out and admit so now it is fact and it is truth it's going to be in the explanatory statement and basically i'm asking them to reissue the card and the book under the legal name i own and with no birth date, because again, of that um, that twenty two um, USC twenty seven twenty one, Roger, I gave you weeks ago. I have a belief. Are you going to usurp my belief and make me wear a, a pagan or a satanic birthday? Now, are you document? doing this with the change of information form, or are you doing this with a new passport application, or how are you uh, getting this explanatory <laughs> statement to them, Charlie? Uh, Okay, I, like I said, the DS-82 is a, a correction form. I won't use it. I look No, no, no. DS-82 no. is a renewal form. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. There, there's a correction form. I forgot the number now. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I don't so remember I it, did, but I know I was confronted with it yeah. one time, and I didn't use it because of circumstances. But, so you're using yeah. the correction I'm, form, which you send into the State Department with the passport saying, there's a mistake on my passport, and I want to get it corrected. So that I, Dawn Dawn I, has I'm used sure. that. Okay, Dawn has tried that too with her uh with the nationality on her card. But anyway, so that's the form you're using and attaching your explanatory statement with, correct? No, I'm not I'm, I'm not using their form. I'm I'm redoing the explanatory statement. So everything is factual, true and correct, okay? And what I did is, you know, on the FOIA that I get right after I got my passport in 2019, um, I, you know, I just uh, basically had scanned it in because I have true and correct copies, like I think I mentioned to you, I carry in my automobile. So I looked at the DS-11, and like I said, you know, they, they have a little red pen in the department. I love to mock it up. Um, so at that point, what I did is I took a purple pen to a scanned copy. And I'm basically telling them where they have to do the corrections on that original DS-11. I'm not going to redo the DS-11. Um, I'm just doing it this way and doing it through this explanatory statement. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, let us know how it I'll turns out. Goes. Okay. Yep. Uh, who was trying to say something there? Daniel, I just want to comment. Um, is that Charlie talking, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Charlie, Charlie you, you have a, you're an incredible person, first of all, um, that you've dived into stuff and uh, are a pioneer in this way. And did you hear what Paul and I are doing with uh, the, the PMA? Did, were you on when we were talking about that? No, the first hour I couldn't get into the call. Oh, God. At 9 o'clock my time. Now, you know, Charlie, you can always dial up Eurofolk Radio and listen if you can't get involved. So just so oh, you know. Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me. Okay. I had a feeling that. First of all, um, I love everything you said, but I've already filed it, and I did it with some mistakes. I called and said I made a couple of errors, and they said they'll call you and um, want to clarify. Well, they may or may not, but whatever. The point is I'm not in a rush for nothing. I'm just processing. If they consider them important, they'll call you. If they don't, it'll fall under all form and no substance. Exactly. Okay, so. And, and Daniel, you don't want to talk to them over the phone. You want to do everything in writing, honey. You really do. And if there's somebody brilliant. I do a lot of in-person stuff, and it works great with my personality. I mean, if you want to jaggle them, that, you know, and you're right. You don't want to make phone calls to the lower rack. The lower ranks that don't have a clue what's going on just mimic the what they're told to say. But what, what I want to talk about is you. You're an incredible value to this group. And I don't know if you were on when I when um, Roger interviewed or actually said hi to my real good friend Dana, Dana Obar. Dana Obar has won five cases of significant value. The last one he's working on is worth $30 million. He's not a lawyer, but he's he knows the common law. He knows the stuff that you're digging into, okay? And so what we're doing is Paul and I have decided we're going to start a PMA because that gives you that, like I've heard on the show, another layer of protection besides the national status. And so that PMA is called Common Law Learniversity, okay? And we already got, we got the websites. We got the, all the stuff, that, but we're just developing it. But what I'm, what I'm inviting you to, let me give you my email, all right? So do you have a pen? Just send an email to Common Law University at Gmail. Or just, uh, you, want, you want me to send her your email address, Daniel? You want yeah, to put it out over there? Yeah, you could, but she's on the phone. It doesn't matter. I've got yeah, her email I wrote address. It down. Okay, fine. All right. So, yeah, Roger sent it to her. But anyway, what I'd like, like to do is I'd like to introduce you to Dana. And I think you have a lot of minutia. And the minutia is very extremely valuable. I'm not putting it down like what that word is usually used. And it would, I'd love to have you work with him and with us on our PMA to be one of those persons that we can explore and, dev- and learn, okay? Because uh, everything Roger's saying is sets us up for our standing, but we need to know these things for ourselves. And I think that's where people get in trouble. Once you start using, like you say, you use the wrong word, you get used in the trickery, you're done. And it could be just done like... That guy could have had the card and said, where are you driving to? Well, I'm driving over there. Boom, you're, you're arrested, okay? So we need to be able to stand firm in who we are, in our new status. And, I, and, and this, the stuff that you're doing is incredibly valuable, okay? That's what I see. I got a bunch of sharp people. You know, obviously, you can see a bunch of sharp people are attracted to this message, okay? So for whatever. Yes, and I would like to hear more what Charlie has to say in the future too. Um, I I wish there was a way for us to get in contact with each other. Well, Um, there will be as as these guys get this thing going up. There'll be, I'm sure, intercommunications like that available. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, is that Bob? This Mike. Mike. Oh, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Hey, uh, just letting everybody know, I'm starting to uh, encounter police officers 
that don't know that the passport is the highest form of identification, they're demanding ID with a, uh, an address on it. I just let you know. Okay. Huh. All right. You got to tell them this is a type A identification. And what, this is all you get. What, what if I had what if I had a driver's license with an address and I'd moved? What about that? Yeah, I I, I have one in my pocket, but I don't use it. Okay, good because deal. I tell them. Well, well they don't I'm need to know. know. They do. They get pissy when you give them the passport. Okay, well they'll just have to get pissy then. Okay, who was saying something there? We're not qualified. You're not qualified to what? Be pissy. To, to have an address. Oh, okay. I we're guess continuously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're continuously evolving. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm, not a, being I'm just sojourning. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, <laughs> look, we're about at the end of the show. I'm going to hear the whistler in a second. Whoever's Roger, quick. There's a whistler right there. Dave, you, if you tell a cop that your address is different from the one on your license, you'll get in trouble for not renewing your license or correcting it. Well, there you go. Okay. Uh, there's the whistler. Uh, Jim Ram, I know, is standing there ready to take the baton, and I'm about ready to hand it to him. Uh, good show today. I'm if I can get this whistler turned down a little bit. He whistles loud, that guy. So, uh, anyway, hey, Jimbo, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm just better than I deserve, sir. Okay. Gooder, gooder than good. Okay. Good yeah. to hear it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Stimulating discussion for the last several hours. And I think we got some good ground covered. Appreciate everybody's contribution. Jimbo, you got what you're going to talk about today? Anything set in stone? or? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a look at Matthew McConaughey's uh, speech at the White House yesterday and kind of put things in perspective a little bit. Okay. did you? I sent you a thing on this Shugite stuff. Shugite? Yeah. Do you know what that is? It's from a, uh, like a meteor strike in Russia. If it's I right. it's got solid C-60. What's that? It's solid C-60. Well, solid carbon. I wouldn't call it C60. They, the guy on the video said it was C60. I mean, he said it was six, carbon with 60 uh, electrons. So okay. for so anyway, you ought to look into that. It looks pretty interesting. Look Cheap, too. All right. I'm going to turn it over to Jimbo. We're, uh, we're not kicked off. We're about to be. And uh, I will see you manana in la manana. And we'll see what comes up between now and and there lay your body down i just laid the server down and we'll see y'all tomorrow